Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hi there. Welcome back uh, to the Faith Lift Sisters as we talk about the book of Ruth. Um, today we are starting. Ruth chapter two, and we will spend a couple episodes talking through Ruth chapter two, and um, yeah, we hope that you enjoy going through this as much as we are enjoying it. Um, we're going to start right at the beginning of chapter two. So Terry, take it away. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered the field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, who's the new girl? (laughs) (laughs) We should take note that we've taken a little bit of liberty there. That's the Terry version. (laughs) Yeah. A Terry phrase. A Terry phrase, yes. Uh, Really, it says, who does that young woman belong to? The foreman replied, she is the Moabitess who came back from Moab with Naomi. (laughs) Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. (laughs) I got myself out of rhythm. (laughs) I love it. There's like a little soap opera thing happening here, right? She's like the foreign exotic woman. <laughs> He's the. Have you ever seen the Princess Bride? It's like oh yeah, we just watched it last weekend. Like, yeah, he's the landowner, and he's like, "Oh, who is she? Who is she? Ooh la la." <laughs> Maybe not. I don't. I don't think he says "ooh la la" to her because my <laughs> my thought is he's like, "Wait, there's someone extra out there. Who who is this?" Mm-hmm. Yep. But we're not to the "ooh la la" point yet. So right. No, but it it, <laughs> it lightened things up. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, so today we're just going to, we're going to focus on Boaz is who we're going to focus on today. For all this study in Ruth, we're studying and focusing on a lot of people other than Ruth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so what do we know about Boaz um, and kind of the situation that he is in along with Ruth? Well, we know that he is her relative, a relative of Elimelech's. Um, and the word tells us he's a man of standing. He has property and servants. Mm-hmm. So um, he's a pretty prosperous person. Um, but we also know that he is a man of God um, because he is really living the law mm-hmm. as he knows it. Mm-hmm. 
I like the way he greets the um, harvesters, you know, the Lord be with you. Yeah. It's, uh, it just sounds so kind. Mm-hmm. And they obviously have, a, have respect for him because the Lord bless you is what they respond mm-hmm. back. You know, years ago, I said something like, um, I don't know. I just, I just hope he fails at something so that he can see he's not perfect or whatever. <laughs> and, and my friend was like, you better rethink that. You know, when, okay, I was talking about Greg because we were in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was I'm, good I'm, honesty i'm pretty sure he won't listen so i'm good um she said, you better rethink that you know when he is blessed you are blessed yeah and it's it, it you know i thought about that and i'm like yeah i better not say that again um when you think about it if you pray for your country if you pray for president people in charge um you're employer, all -hmm. these things, you should pray that they are blessed because that blessing will come down to you too. Mm -hmm. That might sound selfish. I don't know, but um, yeah, they want him to be blessed because that means they keep their job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, depending on how much land he had, he was probably, which it sounds like from what we can gather, there's a large amount of land here because we come to find out that he harvests both barley and um, wheat. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Barley yeah. and wheat. And they don't run concurrently. So you start with one and then you work your way through. So this is a long time of providing for all of these people. Mm-hmm. So that would make a pretty big significant impact um in the community mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah i i also think when you bless your employers or you bless people above you that it can help change your attitude mm-hmm. even if you don't like what's going on it, it just kind of puts you in another place and the blessing I, I guess says you know god this is on you it's on you mm-hmm. however this goes um i'm just grateful you know mm-hmm. yep it's a heart shift. Yeah, it can be really helpful. Thankfully, it doesn't seem like a lot of people who work for Boaz needed that heart shift, needed it. Right. They just had it already, yeah. which really speaks to who he was. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I've, nobody has stopped Ruth up to this point. She's been in the field since mm-hmm. early morning, mm-hmm. um, and they've, they've let her stay. So they must have had a pretty um, good idea that it was the right thing to do. Well, gleaners are, um, this is the way they are provided, poor people are provided Mm -hmm. for. And Mm -hmm. I think it's back in Leviticus. That's a law that God puts in place telling them to leave the edges and maybe the hard to reach corners Mm -hmm. to leave those unharvested. Um, And then normally if they, when they were harvesting, they would go through, excuse me, and harvest the wheat, right? Pull up all the stalks and everything. And then maybe later go back. Or they could do this. Maybe other people did this. And then they would gather up what was left on the ground and give all to the landowner. But God tells his people, leave it for the gleaners. Leave it for the poor so that they will have something. Um, and so obviously Boaz is doing that. So like you said, Angie, he's following the law He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, whenever I read this passage and he says, you know, he greets them and says, the Lord be with you. And then all of the people respond with the Lord bless you. I always think this is not biblical, but um, Mm -hmm. of like cheers, you know, when they, when Norm walks in and says, (laughs) hey, everybody, and they're, no. That's kind of how I think of this. He's like, hey, they're like, hey, Boaz. You know, like they're excited to see him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's because he is, he's taking care of his people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he knows because Mm -hmm. he says, who is the person out? Mm -hmm. Um, Resay that, Suzanne, you're freezing. Okay. Um, He knows his people. Oh, he knows his. Oh, hang on a second. It says my internet connection is unstable. I don't know. I why. get that often. Mm-hmm. Or I haven't had that in a long time. Okay, so are we good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, I, I feel like he probably knows his people, um, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously he says, Who is this new person? So either it's a really small crew which there's a possibility that it's a fairly small crew, but he also also obviously knows them well enough to recognize that there's someone new. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know if you're familiar with harvesting at all, but usually it's this giant production that happens and you don't always have the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like this group of people comes mm-hmm. and then they – do this harvest, whatever that looks like. And then a lot of times that group of people will move to the next farm, you know, and that's, there are people who move all around the country harvesting um, depending on what season it is. And that's what it it is. And so you don't always get the same people, but this shows here that, you know, these were people who were there on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure, did Boaz have his own, I don't think he had his own set of people to do the harvest. I think it's like what you were saying, like people would come in and take care of it. So she would have stuck out that way. Those people would not have seen her as part of their group. Well, you've got to remember Bethlehem was a small town. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody knew everybody. They were all related, actually, mm-hmm. or m- most of them were. So mm-hmm. I think she would have kind of stuck out. Um, right. But in a small town like that, you better believe everybody knew who she was. Right, and they would have known she was the new girl in town, and the only new girl in town came in from Moab with Naomi. Mm-hmm. So, this well, just occurred it, to me at some point. It talks about his servants. Yeah, I was just going to say that's yeah. verse eight when he says, "Stay here with my servant girls." Okay, yeah. so we're not there yet. Not yet, but it fits here. It does. Yes. Um, so. Okay. I don't know. I'd like to go back to the system. Yeah. Like yeah. this system of not taking the corners and not doing that stuff and very intentionally mm-hmm. giving the grain to the poor, giving that as an option. And I, I just, as I thought about this more and more, um, and we even talked a little bit, it's like, there's so much dignity in that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the poor would work for what they needed. Yeah. And then, but then landowners, so, so there's a couple things. It's like I know that um, God would say things like, "This is not your land. You're on, you're on my land. My land. Yes, That's this right. is my land." So, yeah. mm-hmm. and th- there's a whole bunch of things. We'll talk probably later about the year of jubilee and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So there was this generosity 
available. This um, personal caring for people in your community. Um, they knew they knew who they were leaving grain for. It's very intentional, very personal. It's like if we were aware of a family in our church that needed help, we would personally make sure that they had food, they had clothing, they had what they needed to make mm-hmm. it through stuff. I wonder, I bet you a lot of people did this through um, COVID. Checked mm-hmm. on their people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, are you okay? How are you doing with this? Can we take <clears throat> care of something for you? And, it, you know, it says in here, um, one of the questions in our homework was who was provided for? And I really like that really great yeah. list. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just for the other Israelites that were poor. Mm-hmm. It was for the poor, the aliens, mm-hmm. the fatherless and the widows. So I love that the aliens are included in there. Yeah. Maybe as they're passing through on their way to somewhere else, they can stop in and glean for a day here and glean for a day there. And they're not told, get out of here. You're not a part of us. You know, so God, even then, is providing for everybody. And it's a pretty generous providing, too, because first he says, leave the edges, right? Mm -hmm. Then leave the gleanings, the things that fall down, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Then don't go over it a second time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if any grapes fall, don't pick them up. If any, mm-hmm. when you um, have olives and shake the branches, don't do that twice. Whatever you get the first time, that's good enough for you, and leave the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing with the grape vines. First, she's let the fallen ones stay, but then don't go over the grape vines a second time either. So yeah. he's he hasn't made it difficult <clears throat> for the poor. Mm-hmm. Um, or the aliens or the fatherless or the widows to come behind and gather enough to sustain them. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the next, um, the next, the, the verse that follows that. It says, Cause, so you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I like that God does that. Mm-hmm. Even if you're this really big land owner, yes. maybe not owner, owner for the time. Yeah. I like it like everything was God's. Every, and, and they were just mm-hmm. stewards. Right. Yep. And I think that, that that's an attitude that if we can have that attitude too, I think that opens our hearts to be more generous. Instead of thinking of things as mine or ours, mm-hmm. to think of them as God's. And you're just, you know, taking care of them for the time that you're here. Um, yeah. yeah. And so as I look at our system, I was like, wow, how do we have that system? Yeah, yes, we have that in churches. But I think more and more as we give things away to the government, we it's it's removed from us it's not personal it's not personal and, anymore. and i think god was calling for a personal relationship with the poor yeah. a personal caring yeah making sure that people were okay and i did not know that you harvested olives like that that's all i didn't either, <laughs> I didn't either. like shake the tree shake it yeah and suzanne who has the farming experience in this community goes oh well, yeah yeah that's what you do they have machines that come along and shake the trees Oh, really? Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then what do they do? Put a blanket down underneath it? And then Mm -hmm. they pick up the blanket. I'm sure the machine has a blanket too or does. Like they have these, uh, you know, some, I don't think you pick like, uh, like nut, like nut trees. Right. Um, Yeah. They just, they shake the trees. I'm sure there are some places where they pick by, I don't know, probably not anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, especially not like big giant things, but they've got these machines that run through, even for peaches, um, you can't shake the peaches because, you know, they bruise or whatever. Um, but yeah, you just 
drive these machines down and people stand on them and pick the stuff and then they go in the bin and then they go back onto the truck and they, I mean, it's a process, Mm -hmm. but they don't all ripen at the same time Mm -hmm. because it's nature, um, which is one of the reasons that you would not have, that you would normally go through. It's not like you drive down the row or walk down the row and then it's done. Mm -hmm. There are some that aren't ready yet, you know, just because of the sunlight or the, whatever it happens to be. So that you usually go through twice, or I guess sometimes probably even three times. Um, So that was another way that those, they wouldn't have even like the things that they didn't gather the first time that were left for the gleaners that would have been like decent. It wasn't like it was Mm -hmm. on the ground and stepped on or whatever. So it was some of those later fruits. Okay. I would not be a good farmer. I, we were, I was um, listening to a guy talking about, he's an organic farmer, he's a guy that we know, and he hates harvesting strawberries. I'm like, oh, that would be so backbreaking. It is. Yeah. So what I was thinking it. is, what if, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I, in my head, imagine like this thing with these wheels and you it had a solar panel and you can move it with your feet and you lay down on this big bed and you just stand there and you just pick. As you're rolling through. (laughs) You need to invent that because there, I mean, there's something to that. If you've ever, have you ever seen people picking strawberries? It's backbreaking. I know that. I mean, I've picked them in a field, just like go and pick a couple of baskets. Right. I assume that's how everybody does it, right? You literally have to be bending over, picking them by hand, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're like your ankle height. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're lifting leaves, you're lifting things. Right. It's so interesting to go by fields. This is a whole other thing anyway. It's interesting to drive by fields um, where they have acres and acres and acres of fruit or vegetables or whatever. And we think, you know, you go to the grocery store and you pick it up and whatever. And we're like, oh my gosh, peaches are $1.98 a pound. I can't believe how expensive that is. Right. But you know what? When you see the people who are literally out there in 110 degree heat, you know, pulling them by hand, yeah. like we don't pay enough. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's my, buy USA fruit. Anyway, that's my whole <laughs> Support your local farmer. Absolutely. Um, so anyway. Well, now that we got that settled in Ruth. <laughs> right. <laughs> and actually, I'm glad to me. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, but it does give a little bit of perspective, too, for Ruth and how humble she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a thing that I keep. Uh, just thinking about it's just the humility that Ruth has you know it's these are not her people this is not her land this is not her family but she says to Naomi I'm going out to do this and she just goes to some stranger's land and has the respect to say hey can I glean yeah Mm -hmm. um asks permission and then stays back far enough that she's not intruding on anything but she is working. She's working. Yeah. So she's not getting the first and the best of the what's gleaned necessarily. Right. She's definitely getting the leftovers of the leftovers. Right. And but she's, she, she's working. She's a hard worker. She's in the morning. She's there till the evening. Yeah. That's one of the ways she sticks out. Yeah. She's faithful to Naomi. She's respectful of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, by the way... That faithfulness, that um, respect, 
That's contagious. Like people talk about how fear is contagious mm-hmm. and a grumbling spirit is contagious. Um, you know, had she been all grumbly, I'm not sure how well she would have made it on the crew there. Mm-hmm. Because right. it sounds like Boaz's people were happy and positive and, mm-hmm. you know, focused on good things. And so that's how she fit in so well, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And that can be contagious too. You want someone like that on your team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's why I picked all of you guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because crazy. you so. haven't seen me in the morning before a cup of coffee. Same yeah. here. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm excited to dig into um, a little bit more of Ruth and see where this goes between Boaz and Ruth and if the <laughs> comes through. <laughs> anyway, Angie, do you want to um, tie us up today? I would love to do that. Great. Oh, Father, we love you so very much and we thank you for this um, word that you're sharing with us today. Thank you for the story of um, Naomi and Ruth and Boaz. Thank you, Father, that you've shown us Um, your great love in the care that you were willing to provide for aliens and for the poor, for widows and for the fatherless. Father, I pray that our hearts will be like your hearts and that um, even though we think there might be a lot of safety nets out there today and we might not personally be involved in um, helping those that are less fortunate, I pray that you'll open our eyes and our hearts to see that we need to take a personal interest because you did. We need to have compassion on those that have needs that we can meet. Um, Help us, Lord, to be open-handed and open-hearted. And Lord, I just praise you for, um, for your compassion, for your great love, even for those people that don't know you or don't love you. Um, I think you have demonstrated that in that you gave your only son, Jesus, to save us from our sins. You sent him to sacrifice himself so that we could be a part of your family. So, Father, I pray that for everyone that's been with us today, um, they'll be blessed, that their hearts will be opened and their eyes will be opened to the things that you may have for them, um, things that they can share um, in you with other people. And so, Lord, I praise you. I worship you. You are a great God. Um, And Lord Jesus, we just love you and adore you. And we thank you for this time. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. And cut.